0: Hi, Elena here, and welcome to the third episode of the Along Came English podcast. Hey, how have you been? Uh, it's been a while, I, I sincerely apologise for my absence. I got really sick a few weeks ago and then lost my voice, um, and it just wasn't podcast appropriate um, to have somebody to someone constantly coughing with a really bad, scratchy voice here. Um, as, you can, as you might be able to tell, I, I haven't completely recovered. I, I still have a slight cough um, and, uh, unfortunately, a, a, a bit of a scratchy voice today. Um, but I do definitely sound better than a week ago. Um, yeah, so in another lesson, I'll talk a bit about uh, getting sick uh the flu um getting a sore throat going to doctors but today i just wanted to talk about the lunar new year uh, or we sometimes call it a chinese new year this is also also called the uh, spring festival in china Uh, now this is a festival uh celebration or even a holiday depending on where you currently live Um, growing up in brunei we called this chinese new year in melbourne it's referred to as Lunar New Year for some reason, uh, but it's all pretty much the same. Um, so Luna is spelt L-U-N-A-R, and it's anything related to the moon. Uh, I guess Lunar New Year can sound a bit odd because it's, it's a new year based on the moon, uh, but this is the new year celebration based on the Chinese calendar. Um, and this year is what is known as the year of the dog. Uh, for zo- for so sorry, sorry about that. For this lesson, I'll talk a bit about the sun, moon, calendars, uh, a little bit about chi- the Chinese zodiac, and then about the uh, celebration itself, some of the traditions associated with it, and some of my own experiences celebrating Lunar New Year um, growing up. So let me explain what the Chinese calendar is about first. So uh, solar is anything related to the sun. So words like solar power means power from or of the sun. A year is known as a tropical year or a solar year, uh, which is the time taken by the Earth to make one revolution or pathway around the sun. And this course or pathway is called an orbit. Now, Our current calendar, which is uh, what we call the Gregorian calendar, is an example of a solar calendar because the dates indicate the season and the apparent position of the sun relative to the stars. Lunar, uh, as I mentioned before, is anything relating to the moon. Um, There's no such thing as lunar power in reality, uh, but it does make for an interesting fantasy uh, sci-fi story. Now the different shapes of the moon that you may observe um, at night relates to the portion of the moon reflecting the sunlight. Now this changes as the moon orbits the earth and that's called a lunar phase. Now you get terms like new moon which is when you don't see the moon at all and full moon is when you see a completely round moon and crescent moon which is that C shape you often see in cartoons or animation. Now, the uh, DreamWorks uh, logo, the film studio, uh, is of a boy fishing while sitting on the edge of a crescent moon. The lunar calendar is based on the monthly cycles of the moon's phases, and um, its, I guess, year or lunar year is about 11 days shorter than our tropical or solar year. Uh, so the Islamic calendar is a purely lunar calendar Um, and in general the lunar calendar doesn't really match with the seasons uh, since seasons are really a result of the earth's orbit around the sun. So if we put it together uh, the solar calendar is based on the position of the sun, the lunar calendar is based on the cycles of the lunar or moon phases. We have something called the lunisolar calendar which is kind of a combination of the lunar month and the solar year. Uh, so although the lunar new year is often said to be based on the lunar calendar, it's, it's actually in fact uh, the lunar so- solar calendar. <laughs> um, sorry, I hope I, I haven't been confusing you so far. Um, so the first day of the lunar new year falls on a new moon between the 21st of January and 20th of February. And celebrations run until the 15th day of the first calendar month. Uh, Get that? Get that so far? I hope, I I really hope I haven't confused you. Um, But yeah, so uh, Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year is based on uh, a calendar that combines the lunar phase and the solar year. Okay, Um, so when I was growing up in Brunei, I actually experienced um, these different calendars. Uh, So Brunei um, follows the Gregorian calendar, of course, as with most of the world. Uh, But every year we would celebrate Hari Raya, which is a celebration that marks, marks the end of the fasting month for Muslims. And then the Lunar New Year for the Chinese community. So the Islamic calendar, uh, as I mentioned previously, is a purely lunar calendar and has a shorter year. So that meant that Hari Raya would sort of come a little earlier every year and eventually cycle through um, the year, uh, whereas the Lunar New Year usually comes around the start of the month. Um, and of course, there are other uh, festivals um, associated with the Chinese calendar, which I grew up with, um, such as the Tomb Sweeping Festival in April, um, Hungry Ghost Festival in August, Mid Autumn Festival in September, uh, and then we also have Mooncake Festival, uh, Winter Solstice Festival in December. Uh, so there's quite a number of festivals we, we do celebrate throughout the year. Uh, but this is, again, based on the Looney solar calendar. Um, yeah, and I, I pretty much just followed my parents whenever these festivals came around. So it's not like I know all the dates and traditions associated with them. Um, in Melbourne, there is a large enough Chinese community where you see posters and, and advertisements for gifts and foods to celebrate the different festivals. So it's not quite in the same scale as in Asian countries, but it is still accessible here in Australia. So let's talk a bit about the uh, Chinese zodiac. Um, So this is a 12 year cycle of 12 animal signs, um, where each year is represented by an animal. So this is different from the 12 astrology zodiac signs, which um, I think it's usually monthly. And, um, yeah, so things like, uh, you know, Sagittarius, Leo, Taurus, um, yeah, so that's different, that's a different system from the Chinese Zodiac. Um, so where astrology is associated with constellations, uh, Chinese Zodiac is not. Um, now I won't go into all the details because, uh, you know, astrology and and zodiacs in general kind of go over my head, um meaning that I don't understand it that much. Uh, but yeah, each animal sign um, has its own attributes. Um, and if you were born in a year that was represented by a particular animal, then you would be considered uh, of... Sorry, you, would, you were considered to be of that zodiac sign. Um, so I was born in 1985, which is represented by the ox or the cow. Uh, My dad was born in 1946, which is the year of the dog. And uh, now he's celebrating his uh, 72nd birthday. With the Chinese zodiac, uh, there are horoscopes, uh, again similar to, I guess, the astrology zodiac signs, um, which is a forecast of a person's future depending on the year they were born and the supposed influence of the person's particular relationship to the 12 year cycle. Um, And there are compatibilities um, with other zodiac signs. Um, Now what I found what I find sorry most interesting about the Chinese zodiac is the mythology, the the story behind uh, this system. And the 12 Animals actually start with the rat, um, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and finally with the pig. And there are variations of different folk stories, but generally it has an emperor that decreed the years of the calendar. would be named for each animal in the order they arrived to a meeting, uh, which was organised by the Emperor, of course. Um, so in one particular version, the ox, uh, being wise, uh, made a slow but head start, uh, meaning it started much earlier than everybody else. Um, and then the rat secretly hitched a ride without the ox knowing. And when the ox was near the location, the rat jumped off, And quickly uh, ran towards the location and was the first at the meeting. Um, So yeah, so this 12-year cycle, uh, it always starts off with the year of the rat. So you may have noticed um, something interesting about this, uh, these zodiac signs, Um, there are actually no cats. Uh, So a version, uh, another uh, version of this myth or story was that the rat tricked the cat that it was the next day um, and the cat altogether missed the meeting and um, which you know again the rat hitched a ride of the ox. Um, another version had the rat and cat hopped on the back of the ox who was crossing the river to get to the meeting and then the rat pushed the cat into the river who eventually unfortunately drowned. Um, So yeah, there's a supposed um, animosity uh, between the rat and the cat, Um, and there is a Japanese comic or manga based on a Chinese zodiac called Fruits Basket, uh, which started in 1998 and continued until 2006. Uh, So yeah, so this is fairly old, uh, but yeah, it was very popular at the time. It became eventually became an anime, and it was one of the most popular manga anime at the time, uh, both in Japan and US. And uh, the story is about an orphan girl who becomes involved with a family whose 12 members are cursed and possessed by the animals of the Chinese zodiac. So, uh, yeah, it is a fantasy story, of course. Um, It is also a romantic comedy uh, based in high school, um, but yeah, it's also a, a bit of a tearjerker, uh, as with most uh, Japanese comics. Uh, tearjerker meaning that like it, it sort of makes you cry because of its drama and, and sad stories. Uh, but yeah, but it d- does deal with um, some pretty mature themes like uh, prejudice, um, relationship, honesty. And the character development here is pretty awesome. Uh, Now, I read and watched this in my early 20s, so high school themes are not really my cup of tea anymore, but it definitely made an impression on me back then. So yeah, so moving on. So the, I guess the thing about, um, you know, this Chinese zodiac uh, is that although this whole system is is ingrained in the Chinese calendar and, and very much a part of a long tradition um its it's origins are actually not known so to be honest um lunar new year is celebrated with the represented animal uh which this year is the dog but realistically i think there isn't really much more than that i mean if you are into chinese zodiac horoscopes feng shui um then it is more meaningful but you know most most people tend to look at it as a symbol Uh, So, uh, we've talked about the calendar, the the zodiac, Um, now let's talk about the actual celebration. Now, if the idea of Lunar New Year is kind of new to you, um, best point of reference would probably be Christmas. So, instead of white decorations, think of red decorations. Um, Instead of Christmas songs, think of Chinese songs about the festival. And what I'll try to do here is describe things you might see or experience uh, should you ever have the opportunity to celebrate it. Um, Now, popular themes uh, generally concern uh, things like good fortune, happiness, prosperity or wealth, longevity. Um, And, you know, bringing back in uh, Chinese zodiac, so... The horoscopes uh, are usually about finding out what your fortune will be like for the year. um, If that's something you're into. Uh, So during this time you'll see a lot of objects um, that are believed to be associated with good fortune. So red is considered to bring good luck and good fortune. uh, during this time, you'll see, uh, you know, many people uh, wearing red clothes, hanging red decorations outside and inside their house. Uh, mandarins, um, in Cantonese, uh, which is a dialect of, of Chinese, means gold. And they're kind of like, I guess, roses during Valentine's Day. Uh, supermarkets will have them on special, and you know they'll mark up the price for the special occasion. Um, And households will decorate their tables with a bowl of mandarins as a symbol of good luck and prosperity. Um, Associated with the celebration, there are usually fireworks. Now, in Melbourne, uh, there were uh, fireworks on the first Saturday after Lunar New Year. Uh, But when I was in in Malaysia, they occurred, I think, almost every day of the festival. Um, Firecrackers are often lit as well, but I think they're banned in some countries, so... Um, because of the potential risk of injury. And yeah, again, a lot of red decorations. Um, and another thing you might, I guess, uh, hear are Lunar New Year songs, which is about the festival in uh, so in a Chinese dialect or in, in a Chinese language. Um, I don't, I think I may have heard English versions, but yeah, they they're, they're not that common, I think. And yeah, these can be heard on radio, um, at the mall, sometimes at supermarkets, and things like that. Uh, And sometimes, if you're lucky, you may see lion dances uh, with loud drums. Um, Sometimes there are dragon dances, uh, but lion dances tend to be more common. Um, So lion dances are often performed by a troupe. Uh, so troupe is spelt T-R-O-U-P-E, which is a group of dancers, actors, or entertainers that perform at different venues. Um, so they often have a band as well that plays uh, drums, and then a group of performers that wear lion costumes dancing to the drum beat. Now the lion costume is quite unlike the yellow-brown color that's typical of what a normal line looks like. Um, these costumes are colourful, they're bright, um, they're decorated. And it consists of a head uh, with a movable mouth and movable eyelids with long eyelashes. And then it has a cape attached to the back of the head. Um, and there are usually two, uh, two persons uh, that wears one that makes up the one line. Um, They wear matching pants, again bright and colourful that makes up the legs of the lion. So the first person's head will fit into the lion's head and manoeuvres the mouth and eyelids and then the second person is crouched behind the first person under the cape and they work together to do this lion dance. Now typically uh, in, in these performances there are two lions and then another performer with a big head uh, as a costume, of course, that, that symbolizes a child uh, that plays with the lions. And what happens is that the lions will play games, usually using cabbages, uh, mandarins, red packets. Um, you know, and, and if, if you can imagine, you know, if you have dogs or cats and, and you've watched them play with their toys, it's kind of like that. It's a playful, fun, Um, And they move according to the rhythm of the drum, the music, uh, the drum beat, sorry. And the audience um, can even participate by feeding the lines with these things. Um, Often uh, with these performances, they will have firecrackers as well. Um, Maybe not during the performance, but sort of as a side thing, maybe at the end or the start of the performance. And the whole thing is really uh, very loud, um, very festive. And the last time I saw the Lion Dance in Melbourne was actually a number of years ago in a restaurant in Chinatown. And I was there during Lunar New Year and the troupe was traveling from restaurant to restaurant. And they did just didn't just perform outside, they actually went into the restaurants, um, they moved around the tables and danced around and, and brought the drums in as well. And then um, every couple of restaurants, they would light up firecrackers and and the streets would be littered with red from all the firecrackers. Uh, So yeah, so that was a really nice experience. And as part of uh, the festival. Now, with regards to the family, um, there is usually a, uh, what we call a reunion dinner on New Year's Eve. Um, So I think Now that it's become more common for children to move away, um, you know, to the city or or different state, to a different state or or different country, uh, this tradition has become more significant. And it's not that different from, um, say, Thanksgiving uh, family dinner or or Christmas dinner that that you may see in Western movies. Um, And this is often celebrated in. Uh, I guess, you know, in the grandparents' home. Um, And if the kids are from a different state, are coming from a different state or country, they'll bring the grandkids along, and there's this family reunion uh, with a sit-down dinner. Now, I know for some families, they go out uh, to restaurants for their reunion dinner. Uh, But in my family, uh, my mom would usually prepare this feast uh, with dishes, she would generally only prepare for this occasion. And these dishes are, are also symbolic um, because their names are, are again associated with good fortune. Uh, there would always be fish, uh, abalone, um, there's always a new new year dish with um, bamboo shoots, vermicelli, a vermicelli is a type of rice noodles, um, uh, and the dish will also have something we call black fungus. <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound very appetizing. Oh, um, But anyway, this is a very common Chinese ingredient. And sometimes she would put dried mussels in there. And uh, yeah, she would cook this with oyster sauce. And uh, a particular Chinese sauce we have called uh, fermented red tofu. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know it's, it's it's this dish sounds a bit weird, but it's actually one of my favorite dishes. Um, and yeah, again, it's it's usually cooked around this time of the year. But my mom's actually coming over um, next month, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> actually going to ask her to cook it for me, even though it's past um, uh, the Lunar New Year. Then, but yeah, it's not it's not a difficult dish to prepare. Um, and of course, you know, uh, some dishes are, are best prepared by moms. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and another dish uh, associated with Lunar New Year is a Cantonese-style raw fish salad, um, which in English is translated the prosperity toss. <laughs> um, in Cantonese, is called lohei. And this dish is believed to have been created in Malaysia or Singapore. Um, so yeah, so this isn't a very, I guess, uh, it's, not, it's not really a well-known dish in China. Um, so those of us who come from Southeast Asia, I think, uh, tend to associate um, this with the festival. Um, so this dish is usually uh, served in local restaurants um, as a kind of appetizer. And it's made of ingredients like shredded carrot, white radish, onion, pomelo, which is a type of uh, fruit, um, crackers, uh, raw salmon, etc. Again, the names of these ingredients are associated with prosperity, good fortune. Um, Now, these ingredients are prepared and served, uh, but not mixed yet on a large plate. And then a dressing made up of oil, plum sauce, Rice vinegar and other stuff is poured over the dish. And what happens is that the entire table um, stands up to toss the salad together with chopsticks while saying various auspicious wishes out loud. And part of this tradition is that the height of the toss reflects the growth in one's fortunes and luck. And it's actually quite nice, um, and it's quite a sight to see in Chinese restaurants during Lunar New Year. Uh, So for the rest of the festival, we have this thing called uh, Open House, which uh, you have an open invitation for friends and extended family to come and visit you. And what happens here is that the host will provide some snacks, some drinks for visitors. Sometimes a small group will drop by for a short while. Um, Sometimes a large group will stay for several hours. And when I was living in Brunei, a lot of these visitors would be employees from my father's company, um, his clients, uh, my mother's old colleagues when she used to work at a bank, or when she worked as a teacher, uh, their friends. And likewise, we would visit the houses in return. So some were relatively quiet visits, um, some were organised so that it became more of a gathering and even party sometimes. Um, There were always snacks sometimes alcohol if it was in the evening, sometimes gambling if there was a crowd. And this wasn't restricted to just the parents, of course. Um, When I was old enough, I could invite my friends over, and my siblings' friends uh, also came over as a group too. Uh, Snacks or New Year confectionery. Um, Yeah, actually, they they deserve to be mentioned. Uh, You can probably get them all year round, uh, but they pretty much come out um in bulk during this time and again like uh like roses um during valentine's day they also get mocked up pretty high um so something that i really really like i really enjoy are pineapple tarts uh particularly the homemade fresh ones um, are my favorite and and the more buttery the the pastry the better um, we also have something called cashew and peanut cookies. Um, they're really, really good as well. Um, and that's this thin wafer roll that we call love letters. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but they're also very popular at this time of the year. Uh, we also have fried prawn crackers, um, which are they're actually sold as dried chips that you fry up. Um in oil and then it it sort of triples in size. And quite often you get this as a starter or at, or appetizer in in Chinese restaurants. Um, but yeah, again, they're also really popular at this time of the year. And there's something we call New Year cake. Um, so yeah, so again, this is very different from what you would imagine a cake to be. It's It's actually made of glutinous rice flour and sugar. Um, it only comes out at this time of the year um, with uh, Lunar New Year. It's, it's sold as a round lump, pretty much, wrapped in cling wrap uh, with a red sticker on the top. And it's brown, it's sweet, it's very solid and sticky. So you can try to slice it and eat it by itself, um, but usually what we do is we'll you know slice it up into pieces... And then we'll dip it in a kind of egg wash Um, or like, you know, if you take an egg, you you beat it up and you just dip it in that egg uh, mixture and then you just fry it lightly. Um, And often people will have difficulty slicing it uh, because it's so sticky. But if you put it in the fridge for a while, it's easier to cut. Uh, So in the mornings of the Lunar New Year, a plate of this is fried up um, and served. Um, kind of as part of breakfast but you know you can eat it whenever you you like of course and and I've seen this fried together with a slice of yam uh, in the past but it's it's not as common and I think I've only seen that once actually Um, so yeah a common tradition uh, which is actually quite significant um, for this festival is the gift of red packets filled with money Um, Now, these are red envelopes often decorated with Chinese zodiac pictures or something related to the festival. Uh, Nowadays, you can find different colors like pink or yellow, but they're usually red. And generally, this is the responsibility of a married person to give to children or kids of friends and family. And adult children uh, will often give a red packet to their parents as well. So, of course, uh, these rules are not that strict uh, these days. You know, some people don't get married or they don't find a spouse until they are much older, Uh, people get divorced, etc. And there are also no strict rules regarding how much to give. So generally, you you, you give more to immediate family. Um, Otherwise, you give a relatively small but not stingy amount to kids of acquaintances. Uh, So depending on how well-known you are in the community, this can be pretty costly. And being well-known means you can't be too stingy either. Now, of course, if you were not married, you could just avoid all of this. (laughs) But yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we usually give red packets starting from the first day of New Year. And typically you would prepare red packets to give to your immediate family uh, and then prepare a set of generic packets that you give to friends' kids. Now, of course, you don't give strangers to strangers' kids in public, but say if you meet at a mutual friend's place for open house, you are obliged to give a red packet. Um, now, the traditions and customs associated with Lunar New Year can vary between different countries and regions. Uh, different Chinese communities as well and, and upbringing and it's, it's mainly celebrated in Asian countries but you know due to the migration of Chinese communities um, to Australia it, it is celebrated here on quite a large scale. So for me um, this festival is largely family oriented so Lunar New Year is different for me when I am in Southeast Asia with my immediate family and living by myself here in Melbourne. And a lot of people I know who have migrated here don't celebrate it the way they would back home. And I guess if you consider a significant cultural festival or holiday in your country and then try to celebrate that in a different country, it's just not the same. Uh, so last year, I had the opportunity to celebrate my, uh, with my family in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and this was something that I hadn't done for years, and I think the last time I had celebrated Lunar New Year with my family was maybe 10 years before, um, because it's, it's not a public holiday here, um, tickets are very expensive at this time of the year, uh, because it's still considered peak season, so I just don't get to fly home during that time. And having not celebrated it for such a long time, I mean, there were a lot of customs that I, I, I wasn't sure of or that I just had forgotten. Uh, so when I was back there, there was a miscommunication <laughs> because I didn't know that reunion dinner was on New Year's Eve. And my family was waiting for me because I had lessons scheduled during dinner time. good. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, well, we managed to get through that. Um, we had a store-bought Prosperity Toss salad, uh, which came in a box, uh, and unfortunately it wasn't great, um, and we substituted the raw fish for oysters, uh, so yeah, so it's more of a gesture, um, uh, not exactly a delicious thing, unfortunately. Um... And yeah, uh, there we there were fireworks almost. Ooh, sorry, that was the cat. Um, so yeah, there were fireworks almost on a daily basis. Um, I'm not sure if it went on for two weeks, uh, but it was pretty regular, and I could kind of see it from my apartment. Um, the management of the apartment blocks I lived in arranged for a line dance troupe to perform on the ground floor, where the residents could watch and participate. Um, we had a lot of mandarins Uh, my dad bought a few boxes that took a few weeks to finish and for some reason I didn't get my hands on new year confectionery but we did pay a visit to an aunt that I hadn't seen for over 10 years and she tends to oh sorry excuse me sorry about that um yeah the cat was sleeping in my bedroom and then she wanted to get out (laughs) oh Um, So where were we? Uh, So yeah, so we we paid a visit to an aunt that I hadn't seen for over 10 years as well. Um, And she tends to spend her time between Singapore and America, uh, which are where her kids now live. And we just happened to catch her when she was around. Um, And thankfully, she had a whole stash of New Year confectionery, which she was very generous to offer to us. And I very (laughs) enthusiastically accepted And uh, yeah, she had these awesome uh, pineapple tarts, uh, which I couldn't resist. Um, And in many ways, this, for us, is is more of a a family holiday than Christmas. Um, Yeah, which was pretty awesome. Um, But yeah, I don't think uh, there are any Lunar New Year movies the way that there are Christmas movies. Um, But again, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I don't really watch a lot of Chinese movies. Uh, but yeah, growing up, I definitely never really came across one. Uh, so yeah, and I think that, I think that's kind of it, really. Um, my celebration in Melbourne, uh, was relatively quiet. Um, we actually had a hot pot, uh, with a small group of friends, which was pretty awesome. Um, didn't quite wear red the whole time. Uh, you know, no red decorations or anything of the sort, um, Yeah, But otherwise, I think um, it's nice to be um, able to celebrate it with friends who, I guess, have had some experience with it and who understood the significance of it as well. Um, But yeah. Anyway, uh, well, I think I'll I'll finish there. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, And if you have any questions or, or... um, or that you if you're curious about this festival um, feel free to message me on facebook um and things like that or make a comment uh, but otherwise yeah i hope you have a lovely day and an awesome week and i promise i will publish another episode as soon as i can i really really i'm really so sorry for for this delay um but yeah have a good one bye